From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into the most ridiculous podcast of sports and pop culture. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hey, you can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open this cold Mayday beer and let's get after it. As always, Pucks Out uh, is powered by Mayday Brewery, the official beer Pucks Out Podcast. Uh, don't forget to check us out. Uh, on July 6th there for bingo. Uh, if you're in the Middle Tennessee area, make sure to come on out. Uh, or if you're not, celebrate no, 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 <laughs> You make a trip of it. Make a trip of it. Come see beautiful Nashville and come to the middle of the state at Murfreesboro to see where Bobby will guarantee that you make friends, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee it. Uh, it's also uh, the one only Brandon's birthday. So we'll be going to be having a great time. Uh, but guys, it is great to be back. We took a week off, uh, but don't forget to check out Patreon, Twitch to support the show. Um, but yeah, we've got a lot to cover. Uh, we were gone a lot where you obviously have the Stanley cup to cover. Uh, but how are you this week, bud? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. A little tired. Um, <clears throat> over the weekend, Stephanie and I, um, the holiday weekend now it's officially, it's been a holiday weekend federally, uh, but the state of Tennessee is now, uh, altered their uh provision and now juneteenth is a, a state holiday as well so nice holiday nice. weekend stephanie and i went to dollywood friggin great time uh wish we could have you know been there more than the the day obviously super fun uh had a had a blast doing that you know uh a, a good weekend saw the fam cookout all that you know all that fun fun jazz just getting ready, man. I got nine. Well, now I got eight days of work left until my staycation. So jazzed up about yes. that. How about you, buddy? How was your trip? Good, man. Uh, Alaska was a lot of fun. Canada, you know, Victoria, British Columbia was an amazing time. Uh, we got we saw some glaciers. I got to see a bunch of dope ass breweries. Uh, Skagway, one of the cities uh, uh, in Alaska, had some amazing breweries. And we went by a little uh, distillery. And there was uh, this glacier, this vodka they make in-house from glacier water. And I took a sip. And honestly, I thought the dude was screwing with me. It tasted like straight water. Um, it's a dangerous vodka that was, I could have just sit there and sipped on it all day long. Uh, did bring Bob, some home with me as well as Bob, some of their gin. Bob had somebody. I think that he just convinced. I think you'd just been drinking the whole trip. It really was water, dude. He's like, I bought like, <laughs> bought like it's uh, it's this dope local made. It's called Dazanai. Uh, it's super sick vodka. <laughs> got like, got like six or seven bottles, like a dope green ta- cap on it. It's sick, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah. Did you feel like Bobby Boucher, bro? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, 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 uh, pronoun- I, 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 yeah. I think it's pronounced uh, Dia Piarc. I'm not. I'm not okay. sure. It's it's, it's, it's fancy. It's fancy. The 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 R's yeah. are silent, huh? <laughs> That's sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, yeah. And then uh, oh, yeah. you know, spent a couple. Spent a day in Seattle. 
and that was a lot of fun. Uh, went to go saw Climate Pledge Arena. Unfortunately, it was clo- uh, couldn't you know go look at the uh, the the window like down onto the ice and stuff because a right, right. didn't realize until we had made the trek over there. It's all it's the postseason. They don't have ice yeah. in there. And Jurassic Park is uh, on on tour was there, so you know ah. they had everything closed. But did go by the fan store. Was gonna get a Seattle hat. But I already had a Seattle hat, so instead right. I got a Seattle Storm hat, nice. which is honestly much That's more sick. dope. That's sick. That's a super sick hat, dude. That's awesome. I'm glad you had a good time. Congrats on your uh, on your upcoming uh, job as well. Uh, we talked a little bit about it, and then you, and then Thank I you. realized, I realized that when you got back, you failed to remember that you already called me and talked to me about. It, it was like your quote to me when you got back about the job was like verbatim like the quote you told to me on the phone the other day <laughs> when we had so uh, i just yeah. sent back a congrats bro and i was like well i hope he remembers that whole conversation we had because it looks like i was just blowing him off with this like a uh, quick two-word reply <laughs> i was like no 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 we've talked about this uh, uh, you know it's not my fault that he didn't yeah. remember that's not i'm not i'm not to be i'm well, not his so keeper I, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, but it, yeah, got a new job coming up. So that's obviously going to alter the recording schedule. I'll be teaching high school and coach and, uh, uh, helping coach footballs and while getting my master's, uh, in education. So obviously that's going to alter some recording schedule, but we'll make it work because we're professionals. Well, or at least we say we are, we, uh, <laughs> we get paid for other stuff <laughs> in some yeah. aspect of life. We are professional. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, but let's uh, let, quick fit check. Uh, I already talked about the hat on rocking. Uh, what about you, dude? Yeah, I went. I, was, I just I got back uh, from getting my car from the shop. I didn't even change. I popped in here, so just got the you know standard button down polo. And then I got my Adair's Saloon in South Deep nice. Ellum. Uh, you know, shout out to the what Bobby said was the greatest sliders that he ever had. Did he, was he just saying that for this guy's benefit? I have no idea. Uh, it also was the only food we'd eaten in like eight hours. So I think yeah. that it was like inflated. We, we drank, we, we, we have hit, hit every brewery we can and, uh, we have yeah. some sliders. Every, anything was going to be, it was like finishing a, a bout of survivor yeah. and like, oh, this is oh, so good. Uh, so yeah. So rocking that bad boy, um, just keeping nice. it, keeping it low key. Guys, let's jump into some news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. It started to play the wrong clip there for a second, but it fixed itself. Uh, But yeah, Habs agreed to a one-year contract extension with forward Sean Monaghan. Almost two mil. Uh, That's, I mean... I like that. What are your thoughts on that? Um, very neutral. I think it's uh, I mean, it's a one year deal. It's not like it's a, it's a big signing Two mil. That's about right for a, for a center played pretty decently for them. Uh, a guy that I've always had bigger hopes for, uh, you know, Sean Monahan when he was with the flames, had a couple of you know decent seasons where you thought he was going to kind of have a breakout, never really got through. Uh, but I think it's a definitely a great depth piece for for the Habs. Uh, uh, I'm not sure what their thought process is on this season. Are they uh, still considering themselves in rebuild mode? 
uh, or is this, uh, do they think they are about ready for, for a push? So uh, I think either way, I mean, you got to fill a roster. This is a, a, a guy that uh, yeah. has been around. So um, a good as place as any for him to stick around. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Alex Brinkett has a list of teams for the trade. Uh, Nashville, Dallas, Vegas, Florida, and Detroit uh, coming from his agent. Uh, trying to look some more into this to see that um, what maybe teams. I, I do see that Carolina is also uh, interested in him, as well as the Rangers and the Penguins. And the yeah, Blues. I would imagine. Sorry, I mean, the Blues as well. Everybody, uh, I would imagine, would be ecstatic to to get a, a guy like this it's very a very funny list of of players that he or teams that he's put out uh as as want to uh wanting to go to uh the preds and detroit kind of stand out in that because those those other those other three are three of the top four teams that that we saw this last you know season uh in the stanley <laughs> cup playoffs Nashville and Detroit are both teams that are in the midst of a rebuild um, or the Preds are beginning their rebuild and Detroit is kind of coming out of it a little bit. I mean, you would definitely have to imagine a guy like Alex Dabrinkit sees something with the, these organizations uh, with yeah. the other three teams that are on that list. Uh, it, I mean, if, if the Preds go, if the Preds land a guy like Alex Dabrinkit, it definitely changes our our whole discussion of everything that we've had off season uh that's definitely a piece that you can build around you know i mean that's a that's a pretty oh, yeah. pretty big cog in that in that rebuild machine uh i can't s- see them trading to detroit uh that just seems a little yeah. too close to a little too close to home for ottawa after after landing this guy um but very, very intriguing because I mean, this was his, this was his doing, right? Like he went and signed there, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, is, is that right? It wasn't a so, trade yeah. or anything. Um, and so I don't really know a lot about the rumors and what's happened. Uh, I don't, I didn't want to dig too deep into it because again, we got a whole off season to, uh, to discuss and find <laughs> out what's going, what's going on. And I just saw this today, so I wanted to bring it up, but. Um, Looks like arbitration. They're trying to take his uh, salary to arbitration. Uh, is a is a yeah. possibility. So we'll get a little bit more research into that. That is going to be a, a a very key highlight for our summer of, of hockey news when there is not any. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of a team that uh, will probably not have a very exciting offseason and probably will have less of an exciting next season. Uh, Coyotes now have a $23.3 million in cap hit, 28% of their cap, uh, from players who won't play a single game in the 23-24 season. Um, I mean, this is a team that is just in shambles, and need something needs to be done about this team. Yeah. Uh, Zach Cassian, uh, Nemeth, Oliver X- Ekman-Larsen, all on dead cap hits, and then Voracek, Weber, and Little, all 21 21- Point four million for long-term injured retired players. Uh, meh, mismanagement is uh, is not a big <laughs> enough word, is it, Bob? It's it, 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 you know there you can help organization. You can understand organizations that you know just could never get the players and just get 
you know, get people there. Uh, but this is, you know, this is cap mismanagement on a whole different level. How are, tw- how is 28% of what you have yeah. in your budget to spend on players? You Bobby Benia all that money. You know what I'm saying? Like you are the Mets right now, dude. Like, come <laughs> on. Um, so, I mean, it, it, go, it goes to show, I mean, this ownership just wants to get to a place where they can make more money. Uh, it's very, it's very clear yeah. in my mind. So just a, what a joke. That's more why I put that in there. Like that just needed to be discussed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's move into outside the NHL. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. Denver Nuggets win the NBA championship. Jokic, win, Jokic, Jokic Jesus, uh, wins finals MVP. Uh, he did it in extraordinary fashion. I mean, he was on absolute fire uh yeah, throughout he, the finals the one game they lost he, he dropped 41 i thought about it that man may have let the heat win so he could win the win it at home you know that's just a good guy right there that's uh that's the guy you want on your side <laughs> uh yeah i was i was glad for that uh obviously i re- was rooting for game seven over anything uh because that's the greatest two words in sports uh, but was glad Denver won, got their first NBA championship. Jokic is a is a beast, man. He's an absolute beast. He's a humble guy. He's a you know cares about the city. Um, we're gonna talk about something that kind of spits in the face of what I've just said. But this might be a, a you know every every so often something happens in the NBA that kind of changes the 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 course uh, of the NBA for the next few seasons. Uh, one, one that comes to mind, uh, 2008, if you remember the big three got together, it was our really our first big three guys that decided to come together and win a championship. Uh, well, since then it's, that's been pretty much the formula, right? We got to get three guys here, you know, three big superstars. Uh, whereas Denver has done it very differently. They've got two stars in Jokic and, and Jamal Murray. Um, and have really built around them and had guys that are willing to be that role player. Uh, that's the, that's the hardest thing in the NBA is for a guy like Michael Porter Jr., the number two pick overall, a superstar at every level. He's played basketball, uh, and was the man to rotate into a role and do what's necessary to help win games. Something, you know, something that, that Robert Horry, Big shot Bob always knew something about. He always knew how to uh, to find a role. So, I mean, you would think that you can, I mean, you can build a much better team around a core of two players than three big superstars. But uh, yeah, the next next little note, it kind of changes that because the, the Phoenix Suns are getting their big three. Bradley Bill traded to <laughs> the Phoenix Suns. So, um this is they th- this is a definitely a win now situation. They don't have a few years to uh come out of this for for I think they have two of the top 10 most highly paid players with uh KD and Bradley Beal this coming season, the following season. 
three of the top six uh, with with Durant, Booker, and Beal. Uh, you're just not going to be able to build a squad around that uh, long term. No. So, uh, he, he new owner is definitely putting all his chips in. We'll see how it works. I mean, these are three great players. The the Phoenix Suns were right on the cusp of of being there, uh, you know, and have been around a, a little while. So, see how that works out. I, I would wouldn't hate the Phoenix Suns yeah. winning a, winning a ship. Do you think the Nuggets are the next big dynasty, or do you think this was a one-off for them? I don't want to say dynasty, but I don't want to say one-off either. I think they'll be around. I think that there's the possibility of a, of another championship or, or, or two in the works over the course. I, I don't know that I see it as a... All right, now... Obviously, the Nuggets are the team to beat, but I, you know, not that team that everybody is going in. That it's like the late, the Kobe Lakers and the Shaq Lakers, uh, or the even the Steph Curry uh, dynasty that the Warriors created. I would like to see them do it again. They haven't advanced this far, obviously, in the in the playoffs, and have had a very similar build and a similar core. Uh, was it just this season that it, you know, that it kind of all worked together and, and the and the outside forces weren't there? Um, with that being said, if Jokic and Jamal Murray play this season the way that they or this upcoming season the way they played this previous season, I think that I would obviously eat my words, right? Because they were absolutely dominant. The team basketball that was played, there was really never any chance that that they lost in my mind that through this series so i could be absolutely wrong and we could see uh we could definitely see jokic match up his nba championships with his mvp total (laughs) yeah yeah um if there was a weak spot in this nuggets team uh where would you like to see them kind of (sighs) improve um I mean, I, I'm a little biased. I want them to go get my boy uh, Luca only because I think then they'd be unstoppable. But yeah, I mean, that's yeah, I mean, maybe I um, uh, weakness. I, I don't follow enough to maybe speak to their particular week. Obviously, Luka Doncic will improve any roster. Uh, um, so I, I have no, no real opinion of, of that matter as I don't watch NBA enough to be like, this is what this team needs and this is what this team yeah. needs. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, if you're asking a superstar, a superstar basketball player, you know, at least always puts tickets, uh, you know, sell some tickets. So we will see what, yeah. uh, what Luca does. I mean, you know, Kyrie has been trying to recruit folks to Dallas, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, police searching for the 2024 Paris uh, Olympics headquarters in corruption investigation. How do you lose a headquarters? You uh, you put this on here. Explain to me how someone loses a a building like that. Uh, I didn't really read it. I was just uh, pulling it on there because I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, I said I was like Olympics being investigated for corruption. That never happens. So. Uh, searching the headquarters. Oh, they're, they're not they're, searching for. They're ser- okay. they're searching the headquarters, not searching for I the thought, headquarters. <laughs> I thought that you 
had read something in there and I'm like, great. I just thought it was like a corruption probe and they've got <laughs> caught up in it. And now Bob's like, no, dude, they've misplaced a building. I'm like, okay, I probably should read some stuff. <laughs> uh, no, it's just uh, interesting of the amount of places and crazy, you know, locations that we've had the Olympics that very clearly Sochi, Russia, uh, you know, Beijing, China, and this is never, yeah. this has never occurred before. So what really ha- obviously happened is a country that, you know, can control this kind of stuff is, is probing, uh, for corruption. Whereas I'm sure China was, it was on the up and up the entire time and there was no corruption and it yeah. was just straight up. But, um, so yeah, uh, Paris, get your guys together. What's up, dude? We didn't just give you the Olympic. I mean, come on. Let's see. Other open. <laughs> they really it need was a to, conflict. Uh, of, it was mostly off and just have the. Uh, oh. I was going to say the prosecutor's office. Prosecutor's office said that the case targets suspected conflict of interest and favoritism, including involving several contracts reached by the organizing committee and Solideo. Solidio, the company in charge of Olympic facilities. So, so I mean, basically, hmm. Russia, <laughs> Russia and China is what Russia and China do. They just, uh, they just actually investigated yep. it. What were you saying? Sorry. Oh. I was saying the Olympic Committee is going to just pull the uh, mandate off and just host the Olympics in Pyongyang. I mean, you, they, we all know they want to do it. Uh, like, just do it at this point. If the money is there, obviously they definitely want to do it. <laughs> what I was really thinking is, is that FIFA is 100% not holding any major tournaments in France. They see what's going on there. They're like, guys, pull out. <laughs> we are, they are, they're going to know. We are not, uh, no World Cup for you, France. Uh, we're, we're, we're going to go to, uh, as Bobby suggested, Pyongyang or uh, maybe, uh, maybe South Africa or something, you know, place with a with a with no corruption that we don't have to worry about Cameron Cameron or something, you know, heart of Africa. <laughs> um. All right. So, uh, t- speaking of World Cup, we've uh, got the Canadian uh, soccer team uh, rips the uh, Canada Soccer Association uh, after their loss, the two nothing loss to the United States, which it says a lot about the United States soccer team when. That's the loss teams use to go after themselves. They're like, yep, yeah, something needs to change. We just lost to the U.S. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they uh, Definitely. <laughs> um, well, it's mostly so because... They have not, so... I was just going to say, it's mostly because, you know, all of the American players are playing on professional teams, and it's just, uh, you know, no big deal. And the Canadian players is, who are you, Canadian soccer players? I'm going to be honest, besides Steve Nash, I was very unaware that you even existed. Okay. Your most famous soccer player is a basketball player. All right. And now he coaches basketball. He got out. I'm, a, I, I'm assuming that to make the Canadian uh, national soccer team, you just have to not have a hockey game that day. <laughs> you as long as you, your schedule's clear. You're you here have on to there. not be you have to not be on the Olympic curling team, not play hockey, yeah. and you know, not have a beaver hunt coming up in the near future. You know? 
<laughs> you know, you your uh, your eye your ice hole is already cut for the fishing season, and you're good. You're good for the day. So I agree. Yeah, that's uh yeah. Yeah. So the uh yeah, so the coach John Herdman uh came after the CSA pretty much saying that, you know, the they're willing to put all this money into the World Cup, but they uh will are not willing to, you know, finance the team. He probably said a lot more politely than that. Mm, um sure. You know, probably said, Oh yeah, we've got to figure this out financially, eh? I'm so uh, sorry but, for what I'm uh, about so, to have to say. Eh? So sorry. Everybody, everybody just <laughs> calm down. I'm super sorry about it. Uh, but I've it's gotta be said. We need a little money. I'm sorry. Um, I'm so sorry. He also says this. Con- he also says Canada deserves a World Cup win. And I'm sorry. Why? What? Like I get it. You want to win a World Cup, but saying that you- Canada deserves a World Cup win is a little bonkers. Bro. Canada's been a country. Like, I get since, it. Like, you guys can't win a Stanley Cup. So like, can- Canada's been like a real place since like 1942, dude. Like you're not even like calm down over there, bud. Like. You guys, aren't you guys still, I'm pretty sure I just saw you guys like send an emissary over to like say what up to your new queen. Is that accurate? Aren't you still like under the thumb of a monarch? New king. You know, you know, like, oh, king, yeah, king, whatever. Um, but like that, yeah, what a silly thing to say. Oh, you're spending all this money for the World Cup. Well, I've got to say something to you, Canadian soccer national team head coach. The World Cup is going to make money. Does Canada's soccer team make the country money? Because that's why they're doing that. I mean, I don't know if they do or they don't. But my guess is, Bob, is that the trillions of dollars they're going to spend to get people from all over the world to come to their, their country is just a little different than their national team. And I'm not saying that their national team doesn't deserve to be funded appropriately, but you guys got like 300,000 people in your whole country, man. Like you got a world (laughs) cup, dude, be happy about it. All right. Be just happy that you get to be there and be a part of things. You get an automatic bid. You're in the world cup this next time. Okay. Even though you're Canada. So I know that the host nation always gets automatic bid. All when three. it's a host continent, do all, all three. All three? Yes. That seems yes. like we, on, yes. like if I'm another country, I'm like that's bullshit. Right? Yeah. I mean, and, and because like the North American, like Central America is like, well, f me, I guess. You know, like <laughs> we'll just battle. We'll just battle it out over here for for the scrap. There's like thirty so, of us. Yeah, yeah. Like North America got it. We're <laughs> technically a part of this crew and like we don't even get to, you know, really get a real shot. Like honestly, let's be real. This is this was the one shot we had to have in Canada and the US in the same World Cup tournament. <laughs> I yeah. don't know if that's actually happened or not before. It may have, but I just don't remember. Uh uh <laughs> Uh, our main topic of the day, obviously, the Stanley Cup finals are done. The Vegas Gold Knights are the champs. Um, I was shocked uh, by the by the you know the final outcome. I thought Florida was going to come in here better, but holy crap, did Florida drop the ball? Um, I got to watch it on the cruise, and it was um, not only did they drop the ball, but man, this was the lowest watched Stanley Cup final since i think they said like 2004 or something like that that's very understandable like, insanely I mean, low numbers 
That's a very understandable. I mean, it's not, you know, they're, they're, hey, good for them. But, like, not everybody wanted to tune in and watch, you know, your big hockey cities watching Vegas and Sunshine, Florida face off. I, I do want to say, I think that we, I think that we're being, I don't think that Florida dropped the ball as much as that we misjudged and made false assumptions about the Western Conference this year. We assumed, because all the flashy yeah. scores and stats and, and teams and, and points were all on the Eastern Conference side, that they were the better conference. Where, and whereas the Western Conference, you know, not as flashy, not as much, you know, not as much to see. Really, I just think that it's that it's it was so close that all of the Western Conference teams just beat the hell out of one another, and Vegas emerged as the as the champion of the of the tougher conference, and it was inevitable for whoever they faced from the East. Uh, is that accurate? No idea. Uh, d- does the did the break play into it a little bit? Uh, statistically, as, as you said, Bob, you know, it, it hasn't in the past. Now, could it have this time? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, I think it did. But there was a, now there was a time where I forget who it was. I think it was Chandler Stevenson or maybe Petrangelo or somebody, uh, looks over to one of the guys on the Vegas bench and is just like, they just weren't they just weren't ready for this. You know what I'm saying? Like just one of those like not yeah. like not like yelling and screaming and you know they, these guys suck. Just like looking over at his buddy and be like, nah, bro. <laughs> nah, and they weren't yeah. they weren't uh they weren't in the in the right headspace for this. Florida was a great team. They were had a great season. They went much further than than we thought that they would have. Vegas has been on this cusp. For years, uh, they have a full, complete team. since the beginning. Uh, full, yeah. complete team. They they work together well. There's not there's not any outright uh, egos on there. I mean, Jack Eichel and Mark Stone are great hockey players, super, you know, stars in this league, but not in a uh, cocky kind of way. Just a just a great team. Uh, I, I think that. Despite what we thought going in, I do think that the better team won. I am surprised that it oh, wasn't uh, wasn't a little closer, um, and, and, you know. But we got to speak to uh, Kachuk and and Ekblad's just sheer toughness. Is I mean, for lack of a better word, yeah. the toughness of the. I think I think uh, Ekblad. They said he broke a bone in his foot in the boston series uh and played yeah, through that and like, chuck had a broken sternum sternum came back in that game and dropped that goal i think they said ekblad tore his collarbone or like broke it or something it just a just a ridiculous level of of toughness that that all hockey players show but in particular when you want to when you want to call these out, you know, oh, when yeah. they were talking about what Ekblad had, it's, it's, that is the standard that you hear about from a guy in the fan, uh, the finals, not the, uh, exception. You are usually going to hear yeah. about a guy that has, uh, he played, I mean, to be honest with you, he was a trooper out there. You know, he played really well. And then you hear what he played with, like, yeah, he's still, 
from that game one injury of the first game of the playoffs, he had a he had a whole skate blade just stuck in his back the whole time. The doctor yeah, told yeah. doctor told him not yeah. to play, but he said I'm going out there, and so he wasn't. Yeah. The doctor he had his eyes gouged him. out in game one. <laughs> doctor wasn't going <laughs> to tell him no. Uh, he threatened to stab yeah. the doctor with his back skate. I think is the way he put it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but. It is. It was such a great playoffs. As as disappointed as I am with the end result, I think I was very, very pleased with the journey there. Um, the conference, all the way up 100%. through the conference finals, were amazing. And not that the Stanley Cup wasn't. It was just a lopsided series that you don't really like seeing uh, at the at the very end. Um, but yeah, congrats to Vegas, man. They deserved it. You know, yeah. Wild Bill got him one. Mark Stone, Jack Eichel, uh, you know, Aiden Hill can't say yeah. enough about that guy uh, stepping up uh, in the first series and just absolutely dominating. Yeah, I mean, Jack Eichel getting that Stanley Cup before Connor McDavid. Uh, a lot of people, I'm sure, lost some money over that bet. I mean, that's yeah. something that they've been talking about for several years now. Probably so, but I'll bet you those guys that had McDavid. Uh, had the caveat in the bet, the condition, the condition in the bet. Like, but if Jack Eichel cries and gets out of Buffalo, the bet doesn't count, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know I would have made that uh, that rule. Like, he leaves Buffalo, yeah. all bets are off. All right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is crazy, man. Uh, uh, let's move into. Uh, yeah, no, oh, I was just go ahead. Nope, you're good. I was just like saying that is yeah. crazy. <clears throat> yep. Let's move into joke of the week. The weird. Corey Perry. See, I don't like that. Sound. Wild. I think that I think the first read was a good one. Now, now I'm overthinking it. Outlandish. Each sixth chick sat on a stick. Little tongue twister. And downright dumb. You're kidding me. It's time for the joke of the week. I think there's an issue with the URL because when I click on this, it says uh police searching 2024 Paris Olympics. Not the bus driver. Um, it might be the wrong. It might be the wrong Earl, Bob. Here we go. I think I had, had post pasted that in there and then did not change it. Well, guys, we have a great joke of the go. week. Uh, once we can get it up. <laughs> there you go. There you uh, go. I posted <laughs> in the chat. Um, uh, all right. Bus driver uh, transporting Pittsburgh Pirates charged with a DUI. And you may be wondering, like, come on, Brandon, why are we just going to bring up everybody? You know, like, oh, the poor guy charged with the DUI. And now you guys are just going to make fun of him on your podcast. Well, when you are the bus driver that is transporting the Pittsburgh Pirates from Chicago to Milwaukee <laughs> and you're stopped mid journey for the DUI, you're damn right. We're going to make fun of you, buddy. What are you doing? You're a bus driver. That's like your only rule. Like you get to be a douchebag to people. You get to run people off the road. But just you can't drink, dude. That's it. You just can't can't get a little drunk. Uh, and it was after a loss. So like they got. Uh, oh, and it, I did not even read this part, Bob. This is the best part. The trip began in Chicago on Thursday night after Pittsburgh, after the Pirates' 7-2 loss to the Cubs before an Illinois State Police escort 
they were it was their escort that caught them it wasn't like they got pulled over mid-interstate uh, illinois state police escort noticed erratic driving and and put a stop to the ride the driver 61 year old ronald e funderburk of shelby north carolina displayed multiple signs of impairment according to police and was arrested after a trooper trooper initially requested an ambulance out of concern for a medical emergency funderburk was not affiliated with the team he was a contractor the senior vice president of the pirates brian Warecki confirmed the incident to media outlet on Friday. We are deeply concerned with what transpired last night. The important thing is all our personnel arrived to Milwaukee safely. We are now in communication <laughs> with the appropriate parties regarding this matter. Um, yeah, this is what a fly. joke. <laughs> what a joke. Uh, the craziest thing to me is that this dude balls of steel because a, a is an idiot. B to knowing you know you're gonna have a police escort right so that's when he decides to drink and drive like he pretty much said you know what I, it's me versus you let's see like he played chicken with the cops and he lost he, he's like <laughs> i'm from north carolina baby i don't care not, care about none of you woke liberal north Car you know northerners all right i'm getting to milwaukee <laughs> I'm going to go have myself a Milwaukee's Beast. All right. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm going to the beer capital of the damn world. All right. You know, Miller Lights brewed <laughs> up there, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah. It is funny that, I mean, what was the vetting? Because it is a contracted employee. That, you know, that's the funny thing is, it's like nobody on that bus is your boss. Like you, that guy is an Uber driver that drives a bus. Yeah. Like you have no recourse for him whatsoever. If he just wanted to be like, all right, middle of the interstate, get off the bus. You know, I got to go drink, which is probably what he was thinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just seems like you made a comment like, why did they not have like an employee? And it just it does seem odd that you wouldn't have an employee. But I guess, if you know, you're not you're not busing a whole lot. It's just a very rare. But occasion. this is I mean, this is this is baseball. Oh, there's a lot of teams that are like within an hour's drive of each other. If there's one sport where you should have a driver on staff, probably baseball. When yeah, you're having turnarounds of like the next day, it's probably scheduling. But yes, I mean there are times that it's that it's uh, that it's driving. So yeah, I mean definitely should have had an employee. Uh, obviously, you know they took a bus because it's an hour and forty five minute drive to Milwaukee and. It, from Wrigley Field, it was also an hour, 45 minute drive to O'Hare or Midway. So, I mean, they were saving time either way. And until, obviously, the D the Dewey yeah. happened because then you got to find a <laughs> sub like, you know, somebody in the back was just like, I'll drive. I'll drive, coach. You know, <laughs> I'll take it like, damn it, Danny, you've been drinking, too. <laughs> They'll never believe uh, we're pirates, both drunk. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the Pirates cannot catch a W anywhere. Uh, all right, let's move into what's snapping your stick. Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. All right, so I really wanted to find something for my trip to use for what's that my stick. And in the final minute, about as 
late in the game as you could possibly get. Coming in it clutch. showed itself. Coming in clutch. Um, you know that there are times when things that should make you mad uh, sometimes make you just furious, but then there are times that it's something so outrageous that should make you mad. But you, you just almost laugh. just... You're, you just chuckle. You laugh about chuckle it. This it's, it's so insane. If I get into so this... So we've talked before about... If I yeah. get into this, I'm not getting out type of laughter. Like this. Yes. <laughs> so like if somebody heard you, yeah, they'd be scared. <laughs> yeah. Like we've talked before about on planes people in the back of the plane standing up as soon as they land and get to the gate. And then they just stand for way too long. That's not, you don't, that's not what you do. When people get up, then you, when the, when the people in front of you go, you get up and go. You get like a two Someone to three row cushion. Yeah. Yeah. Two to three row cushion. You know, you know, get ready. Yeah. For if it. you need to like, you know, for example, I said like, I immediately stood up, put stuff in my bag and then sat back down. So that Boom. way, when it is time for my turn to go, I can guess go. Guess what? Guess what? This that's not lady, standing up. Bob. My, that, that is standing up no, I know. for a second. You know, and you're back. You're yeah. back down. You're back down. This this lady, I'm in the back. We're because we're flying Alaska Airlines with assigned seats. I'm in the back of the plane. This lady, further back than me, almost second row to the back. She is. The moment it lands, not only stands up, she takes her bag and walks to the front in front of first class and is standing at the door to get off. And I'm just like, and 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 she she even had the nerves like to say excuse me excuse me to a bunch of people. Like to get to move like people out of the them. way like to get slid, up, there. like slid yeah. And I'm stuff. like, honestly, I and she says, and Megan looks at me, and I'm just, and she's like, don't do it. I'm like, do what? what? That is out. Don't wait. Out. Don't do. <laughs> like, don't do what? The sheer audacity yeah. means that. Yeah. Like, look, I'm not winning this fight if I get into it. Yeah. Dude. She uh, at that point, win. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. <laughs> like, right. That. I mean, this is this is this is our move, Bob. Uh, we we hate we hate on her for this. We literally did that. Uh, we do that quite a bit with the podcast. We just walk to the front of beer lines. <laughs> so so it's, it's hard for different. me to hate when I can re- when I can respect the game. I did see this uh, yeah. curb your enth- your curb uh, this curb your enthusiasm uh, skit uh, clip, and the lady does the does the talking cut. And she does it in front of Larry and Larry's like, no, no, no. Like you no, it's me. I know what you're doing. I'm impressed, but no. And then she does it again to, behind him. He goes, ah, right, you're doing it again. But he's like, but I'm not going to tell on you. He's like, like, I'm impressed with your skills. So like, yeah, I mean, that's one of those things. Like, yes, it should make me absolutely furious. But that lady's been that lady was home for three hours before you even got off the plane, Bob. She don't give an F about you or nobody, dude. Yeah, uh, I did. I one thing I did like is that they did make her at least go stand behind first class because yeah. they were like, "No, ma'am, you can't do that to people." Right. I mean, you can do it to those people. You yeah. can't do it to these. Just people. the coaches. <laughs> we're not. That's a yeah. lawless. That's a lawless land back there. Okay, we we get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, yeah. you show this. Is, this is not Southwest. There, there, there's uh, okay. Southwest. Everyone's the same. Yeah. Not here. Well, but in Southwest, I would fear for your safety if you did that, ma'am. Somebody would stomp you out, okay? So they, yeah. they're, they're flying Southwest. They don't got a lot to, you know, they don't got yeah. a lot to give at that point. Yeah. Well, only a, yeah, it's only a couple notches above Spirit Airlines. It's, especially if they're flying home. They've spent all their money that they don't have, okay? You're done. Um, so my Snaps My Stick is not a real Snaps My Stick, but it sort of is. Uh, honestly, it's one of those snaps my sticks that, you know, I'm sad that we weren't a part of. 
uh, Dollywood had coaster con, uh, like a, a roller coaster con, Ooh. like uh, the American coaster enthusiast or whatever. And when we bought the tickets, it didn't like tell us obviously there's a schedule and stuff but who's like oh i'm gonna go to dollywood and it's like let's go check dollywood's schedule and just see what they have going on <laughs> no it's a theme park you just assume probably rides and stuff right well this was happening and so obviously seems dope to be a part of you know the american coaster enthusiasts like don't get me wrong i'm not hating on them but two of the roller coasters in and in a section of the park were closed all day. And what we assume hmm. was it's closed so they can ride it. Right. You know, like oh, they're, they're, they're the first class, you know, they're the first class of this situation, Bob. And they're in the coaster enthusiasts. They've got little, no, you know, no, they've got no, little no, lanyards no. and such. Honestly, that also would have made me mad. I had two points. Like number one, I, nobody should pay full price for the theme park ticket if m areas of your park are closed. In my mind, you know, whatever. Yes. That was my first Correct. thought process. And then I thought, like you did, like, oh, if they get to ride it and we don't, that's lame. You know, it's the new one and all this stuff. The problem is, is I didn't know that this would make me more mad, is that Stephanie and I never saw those two roller coasters run at all. And now that's not to say that they didn't, but I did find out that I was more mad that nobody was riding them than just the coaster enthusiast. You know, at least these dudes. Wait, have paid wait, I mean, were they down for repairs? Because I'm, no, I mean, I get that. No, no, no. Like, they were closed. Happened. They, they told us, right, right. Sure. I'm not. And look, we had a blast and we enjoyed all the roller coasters we went on. Okay. So it wasn't that no, and they that like multiple people told us like they'll they'll be closed for like a special event or something. So I don't know if like the special event is just like staring intently at the coaster, or again that they rode them and we just didn't see it. So I'm not excluding the fact that it's a big park and maybe we weren't standing by those two roller coasters the whole day and just never saw. But my problem would be, or is if you shut this bad a, boy, there's down, a third option here. Okay, hit me with it. This is this is a coast to con. Maybe yep. these are the people that get to see for the first time an invisible roller coaster. Oh, so I'm not. Yeah, right. Like, I'm not excluding all that. But honestly, though, you could have told me that at the gate and I would have paid the $50 membership fee to become an American coaster enthusiast. So <laughs> I'm. Yeah. So like if you know, if you're one. So I've said all that to say this is. I think Stephanie and I not like immediately or anything. But in the near future, you know, in like a five-year or ten-year plan type of deal, we're getting in the game of Ace, bro. We're gonna, I think we're going to become American coaster enthusiasts. And now she's much more of a, a coaster. <laughs> she's much more of a coaster enthusiast than me. I enjoy roller coasters, but I'm kind of a wuss. Um, I'll do them all, but like, I've just got to force my, I've got to fight my, once I get going, I'm good. But even if I've done the roller coaster, sometimes I'm like, all right, well, this is it. You're, you're dying. You're flying off this roller coaster. You're going to slide out of the bar or whatever. And then I do it and I have fun. And, but I, you know, I've always been uh, uh, nervous of heights and stuff. So that's very frequent, but I've, you know, I battle through it. I, you know, I, I always reminds me. Yeah. 
of what George R. R. Martin said, or technically, I guess, Eddard Stark said to Bran when Bran asked him, uh, can you be, can a man be scared and brave at the same time? And Eddard Stark goes, only time a man can be brave is when he's scared, bro. And I was like, that hit me hard. And I was like, yeah, bro. Eddard Stark thinks I should ride this <laughs> roller coaster. I'm finna do it, bro. I mean, he gonna die, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was um two things. There was once a time where, like, if you and I were, you know, there, we would have immediately signed up without a hesitation. We would have said 50 bucks to ride two coasters. Fuck yeah, we will. Like, yeah. so I'm actually yes. proud. Like, I assumed that this story was going to lead to you. I, I've already signed up for it. It wasn't, it wasn't like an option. There wasn't like a sign up table, Bobby, or best believe. Oh, we, otherwise we you would have. have. Oh, we might have, <laughs> dog. Because the time saver pass was like 60 bucks extra. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. It really wasn't that, you know, helpful to, for that particular day, it seemed like. But, um, definitely had a, had a, had a blast in, uh, in, East Tennessee. It's always good to see them, see the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. And you talk about how, you know, you, you, you don't, you're not a big, you like roller coasters, but you're a little scared of them. Uh, that made me think you would, there was this, uh, guy on Twitter or something like that, where I think it's from that place up in Ohio, um, Cedar point Oak something or Cedar Cedar point. point. And what he does is right before the, right before the roller coaster goes, he'll look at someone and be like, Oh, you're not strapped in all the way. Then hit go. And to me, oh, no. I don't play like that. Mm-mm, like, no. I'm not scared see, of roller coasters, no, it's not but that. you would have me fucked up. No, it's not that. Uh, I wouldn't even be that because I'm a triple, tri- double. Like, you ain't even going to trick me like that. Honestly, you would say yeah. something to me. And if I'm in my yeah. zone, like, nobody talks to me, bro. Like, I'm like, don't talk to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even hear yeah. you. But yes, I, that it's never that. I'm not. It's more of a, I don't fear that I mean, that guy would get sued like crazy if he did that. So, like, I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about yeah. this machine <laughs> that I don't know. Like, some guy says he's a roller coaster. That was put together guy. by Carnies. And, like, I've known many people that lie on their resume. So, like, there has to be a roller yes. coaster, <laughs> coaster maintenance tech somewhere <laughs> that's like, oh, yeah, I was Cedar Point for a few years. And then they, you know, they traveled me down to Disney a couple times, work on Space Mountain and and then he yeah. gets the job because there's a you know an HR manager that just got back from vacation and they really need to fill the position. And then a, a higher ranking maintenance man who sends this guy on his own, even though he's supposed to be covered by another maintenance man for the first thirty days. But they got a lot going on, and it's just the small roller coaster. And yeah. then pow, I'm dead. So all that goes through yeah. my head, and like the not even like waiting in line, just like when I get right there before, I'm like, all right, this is it. You know, I start writing my will out in my yeah. head, which is not going anywhere. And but, and then I get on it, yeah, and I have a blast. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but all right, guys, thanks for uh, hanging out with us on our episode back from the break. Uh, don't forget July 6th, uh, come on out from wherever you are to middle Tennessee to catch us at Mayday Brewery. Uh, but until next time, uh, for Brandon, I'm Bobby. This has been Hucks out pod. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.